three, two, one. You're in the room. Good evening. And it's the room. <laughs> Hi, guys. Richard, how are you? We, sorry for keeping you, but we, 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 our timings have been off a little bit. But it's fine. It's fine. It, that was a great video. It's fascinating, and it's such a. It's so inspiring to see you know people like you say follow their passion. But you know, so much of what English whiskey is about is is a similar story of those you know small distilleries cobbled yeah. together. You know, and it's it's a real passion project. So yeah, no, great to see. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you said it, it looks like Bimber if they had to put all their kit in the back of the van. <laughs> people, people, <laughs> people were saying amazing things there. They were they were saying, uh, what height is Brendan or, or Justin and Murray vertically challenged? No, vertically the camera challenged. had to be off to the side because I, I couldn't be in the way because he was working while we were there. He was taking... Uh, uh, deliveries, sending stuff out, uh, speaking phone to calls. people, answering the phone, all in between. And you might notice there's like these ghosting things, and that and that's that's the cuts uh, of stuff happening. He is, you know, he sings the same tune, right? The same tune stars in the movie. It's it, it's like Dennis Waterman, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's a remarkable place, and and I've been there a few times now, and you're just blown away by how. You, how small everything is, and I'm sure it's the same for English whiskey. You know, that you're going to have some of the big guys pumping lots of money in, uh, but you're also got the the small artisan guys who do it on a wing and a prayer, really. Yeah, I mean, and that's that, that's what's so exciting about the scene, and you know, it's the same in in America, in the same in Ireland. But obviously, you know, I'm here to talk about English whiskey because that's what we're called, exploring English whiskey. Um, and, and yeah, absolutely, the English whiskey scene is is a mix of you know, sort of you know, English whiskey company who've been going for 15 years and, and a really solid, you know, established presence. You've got you know other big players like Lakes, Cotswold Spirits, but then you've got you know Cooper King, you've got Bimber, uh, you know Dartmoor, Henstone. I mean Ludlow is probably the closest to Cologne in terms of like you know um, you know direct heat stills and you know sort of a passion project in the back of a barn. So yeah, it's it's very similar and uh, you know real uh, real passion play. Yeah, uh, the Eng- English whiskey is coming on leaps and bounds. I mean the the, the first bottlings for Marks and Spencers for the English whiskey company. No, they were I mean they weren't good. Let's be honest. They were awful. And it was one of those where people <laughs> where people went, right guys, just leave we'll we'll handle the whiskey stuff. But it's moved on leaps and bounds. Yeah, and look, even now, if you're going to buy English whiskey, don't go to MLS and buy their bottle. Go to the distilleries directly. You know, they, they, they've got some really amazing stuff. And English whiskey company have some amazing casks at the moment. You know, like they, they're really knocking out the park. And, you know, they, they've been around the longest and they know what they're doing. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, thanks for putting up our, our, our Facebook page. So people might have remembered us as what was called the English Whiskey Society. So you made a, a slight nod to that earlier. When we became a, an incorporated business, we had to change our name. Uh, so we're now called Exploring English Whiskey. But it's the same thing, the same principle, the same passion for English whiskey. Um, we've got about 85 members now um, who are sort of paid up to do our monthly tastings. We're doing our first tour next week of East London Distillery, which is great to be uh, back. IRL, I believe is the saying in real life, um, <laughs> sh- showing my age. Uh, when the, when I saw that, I was like, what, what does that mean? Is that actually the tax revenue service or something? What's that mean? Independent local radio is what it originally meant. <laughs> so yeah, it's great to go. Um, great to be going back out and you know meeting people in person. You know, all of our members share that ethos of wanting to you know support, promote, and enjoy English whiskey. And it really is. You know, we did the festival last year and we had an amazing lineup. 
we have a phenomenal lineup this year. We've got some first release whiskies. We've got some first release new make spirits. We've got um, just things that will blow your socks off and blow your mind. And I can't wait to, I, like, I really can't wait for the third and fourth of September to come around to share it all with people. But obviously before that, um, you know, I'm as busy as Brendan trying to organize a festival and you'd think <laughs> doing it online would be easy, but my God, it's not, it's really hard. <laughs> no, I, trust me. I, I've, Talk to Paul again for Belfast Whiskey Week, dude. And the guy's energy is fabulous. Again, it's that passion stuff. You just buy into this, you know. And if people realise just how much work putting up something like this is, uh, and you're doing it yourself. So, yeah. Now, explain the uh, festival. What ways are going to work? How do people buy into it? And how can they get the stuff? Yep. So uh, first of all, if you want to know more information, go to any of our social channels. So we've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We do also have um, exploringenglishwhiskey.co.uk website. It's a bit glitchy on mobile, but desktop it works brilliantly. Um, but basically the festival this year is going to be six uh, discussion sessions, panel sessions. Um, they're all on a different topics. So we've got one that's all about uh, grains. So all you know, some amazing rye whiskies coming out. In fact, I've got a couple of bottles. This is really weird. A couple of bottles of um, of Mercia, uh, who are a new player, who have got some really, really amazing new make. And actually, the the difference in colour is like four weeks behind me. I can't even. I, this is weird. I'm having to go the opposite way. But um, yeah, so Mercia, really exciting. But yeah, we've got uh, great rye whiskies from um, Oxford Artisan Distillery and um, Circumstance and, and other players. And then we've got a chocolate session. So I'm going to try and do this properly now. Hey, um, we've got some uh, chocolate from Lococo, which is an artisanal, uh, handmade, ethical, sustainable, amazing chocolatier in South London, paired with four amazing whiskies. So we've got a Cooper King, we've got a Bimboo, we've got an English, we've got a Lakes. You do not want to miss that session. <laughs> Can I just say, I love the whiskey. Justin, take the chocolate. Justin, I wouldn't get a chance at the get the chocolate. <laughs> say there's a promotional sample box over. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this, this, this is the one challenge we're having, and it's, it's, it's a real shame is that because of the B word, which I'm, I'm so fed mm-hmm. up with talking about, it's almost impossible to ship directly to, to people outside of the UK at the moment. So we're looking into ways of doing that. And for anyone in Ireland, for anyone um, you know on the continent, we want to be able to sell you tickets. We want you to come. Um, yeah. But we will let you know when, when we've kind of, um, yeah. Well, as far as we know, we're still in the UK. We're actually going to burn the place down this weekend to make sure. I've got to chuck them over something in some border in the Irish Sea. That's the problem. Uh, yeah. Well, probably, yes, there's a bonfire not that far away from me that they've built to celebrate the fact that Northern Ireland's still in the UK. It's 100, 149 feet high. <laughs> There's 17,000 wooden pallets on it. It's it's enormous. It's just crazy. But, Football's uh, coming home, but there'll be nowhere to come home to because you'd have burnt it down. <laughs> now, tomorrow night, you might want it's, to celebrate. It's, it's not coming home. <laughs> <laughs> it's not coming home. Unless, it's not. unless, unless it's, bought a, it's got a residence visa in, in Rome, then possibly it's coming home. No. Now, Richard, don't mean to slag this. We I hope it in, does, actually. We hope it we, does. I'm, I support I'm all the home nations. I support all yeah. the home nations, the Republic, England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. Support them all. But I do think it's Rona hiding in nothing tomorrow night. I think we. I think the Italians are good. But can you please, please, ask Gary Lineker, ask all them commentators to stop referencing 1966 for us. Because they were showing it in colour on Channel 4 tonight. It's 55 bloody years ago. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right, enough. 
Let it pass. Let it slide. But no. I, 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 I've got to tell it, Richard, this. I've actually met Jack Charton in a previous life, and I've also met Jeff Hurst in another previous uh, life. Jack Charton was a far nicer man, but there you go. Mm. Look, the thing for me is that kind of sepia-tinted nostalgia for 55 years ago. We didn't have English whiskey 55 years ago. It's 15 no. years old. We have, a, we have a new England, a new future. You know, exactly. like let's let's stop talking about the past. Let's talk about what's happening now, and Absolutely. what's happening now is really exciting. And you know, I, I hope everyone raises a, a you know a glass of whatever they're enjoying tomorrow night, irrespective of the result. Because you know, to be fair, and I don't want to get political, but this team have won already because you know they have shown wow. themselves to be a completely different class to previous generations of Correct. Players. So Correct. you know, I'll I'll drink to that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, salute you to that. I mean, Harry Kane. Uh, I mean, the guys come on there. Ryan, Raheem Sterling comes on, and and the guys come on, and they're fairly articulate, clever guys, and they're talking that, like that. You know, they're not coming on as some. We, we we're talking about football, and we're gaining viewers. We should be talking about whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's the extent of my football knowledge. So we should probably stop there. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Mark Stevens has made a bloody good point. By the way, this is this really hurts us. Stop playing. Sweet Caroline, that's something just the, the English FA ban that, <laughs> ban that. That's our tune. That's Northern Ireland's tune. I'll have a word. <laughs> now, you say the it's the third and fourth of September. The festival yeah. starts. Uh, there are how many sessions? Six. Six. And how many distilleries? 18. So we've got 27 distilleries taking part and three independent bottlers. So this is a first for us as well. We've got Boutique Whiskey, who've got a, um, a Home Nations Whiskey series coming out. Uh, we've got the Single Cask and we've got Gulliver's uh, 47, who uh, exclusively bottle English whiskey, which is quite a, quite an unusual and, wow. and unique thing. And all the, I mean, the great thing about the bottlers session, if anyone's had a look at our listing uh, for the different sessions, the great thing about that session is they are pretty much all cask strength. So if you want to go for the session that's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck, the independent bottler session, which we're calling <laughs> bottling it, uh, is definitely the one for uh, for those kind of uh, high ABV heads out there. Yeah. Um, a single session is twenty seven fifty. Yeah, yeah, the chocolate session is slightly uh, more expensive, thirty fifty, because obviously you're getting some amazing chocolate as well as whiskies. Um, but yeah, twenty seven fifty plus packaging. And the buy... Uh, the, it's the full English of memory serves. It's full English, it's called. Yeah. Yeah, 130 quid for the whole lot. Um, and obviously the great thing there is not only do you get a discount, but you also save on postage. So it's a win-win situation. Just buy the lot and you don't have to choose either. None of that faffing around trying to work it out. Just buy it all, do the whole weekend, and we've given you the Sunday to recuperate. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. <laughs> now, the, the um, English distilleries, they are gathering a pace. Is there more coming? Uh, I, 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 there's the, we keep hearing about Bimber bringing out a release and, and you know the, the, the White Peaks and all these other distilleries, but are there more in the pipeline? The so the, 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 the English whiskey map in a year has gone from, I think, 24 distilleries to 33, but there are distilleries that aren't on the map. Um, some some that are known to exist but have asked not to be you know referenced there yet um the map by the way is produced by cooper king so a phenomenal project they're kind of you know modern yeah. day archivists um as well as just modern day legends uh but um yeah there's there's 33 on the map but i i pretty much get a phone call once a month from someone setting up an english distillery wanting to have a chat so th- there are so many i mean there's some that are you know going to be really different to anything else you've seen um but i can't say anything about it yet but you know we've also got like um uh you know 
large larger corporations getting in on it as well we've got the blackpool distillery now producing a kind of uh, bourbon style that obviously can't be called bourbon um so they've just released a kind of a, a precursor to that so yeah you know it's um it's such an exciting time and you know pretty much i think there's only two or three counties in england left that don't have a distillery so if you live in one of them you want to get on it pretty quickly <laughs> has there been any consolidation yet in english whiskey have has anybody joined up with anybody else or is it still friend friendly like rivalry uh, there's never been rivalry. Um, so actually, it's been a really supportive industry. You know, down at Cotswolds, um, you know, Dave up at Spirit of Yorkshire, they have welcomed people through their doors who who want to set up a distillery um, and, you know, talk about how they did it. And, you know, it's it's been a really... I mean, whiskey in general is such a lovely community, but English whiskey is. Is, is kind of an exemplar of that. Um, there are conversations happening behind the scenes. Um, again, it's not my place to talk about it, but, um, you know, there is going to be something that, if the distilleries choose to take part we'll bring them together and form a more official um you know collective but um you know if you want to know all about the latest distilleries the latest releases then you could do worse than following us or becoming a member uh, and then we'll keep you up to date so absolutely now how much is it to become a member it's only 20 pounds a year and you'll literally pay that off in two tasting sessions so uh you know we're not here to to make loads of money um you know this is a hobby for me at the moment um but um yeah it's really more just to to get people who are committed to to the cause so that we can really give those people a really great experience and, and also you know show the distilleries that we've got a committed uh kind of you know english whiskey niche that uh, that they're going to benefit from as well yeah people talk about irish whiskey and the amount of um distilleries that are opening up and i've heard people industry people saying where are these guys going to get traction for irish whiskey but there's loads and loads and loads of people drinking whiskey now more many more than ever have done before and the fact that england is basically level pagan with ireland it's it's a bit like the cheltenham festival you know england and ireland they're nearly they're neck and neck here uh as, as regards to how many distilleries are opening up and as I've said to you before, it's Ireland have their technical file, which protects their brand, if you like. But England's like the Wild West. They're like, they're like the US. They can do what they like and still call it English whiskey, albeit within certain parameters, but they can still call it English whiskey. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we, we only have to adhere to the to the EU law which is you know basically you know ingredients three years in a cask of you know oak cask um and and this distillation process so it, it is the wild west and that's great because that you know mm-hmm. that pushes innovation we've got um you know a copper rivet uh column malt which you know scot scotch and irish couldn't call well scotch couldn't call it a column malt they'd have to call it a, a single grain uh even if it was a barley uh mash going into that so you know we, we we've got some really interesting products coming out and Yes, there's a little bit of a sense of, you know, uncertainty over, you know, should there be should there be more regulation? Should there be some kind of basic minimum requirements for English whiskey? But we're in such early days that, you know, I personally yeah. think let everyone experiment and see where the dust Absolutely. But like us, talk to Brendan. <laughs> talk to yeah, Brendan and see what, he, see what he talks about. But no, it, it, it really is an exciting time for English whiskey. And it has come on in leaps and bounds because anyone who has told you taste like that, guff about 10 years ago in, in Marks and Spencer's, it really wasn't good. Um, and now everything's just moved on and any of the English whiskies I've tasted have been really, really good. I haven't, don't get me wrong, I haven't tasted that many, but any of them have been up there with anything else. I mean, they stand as, as 
up there with Irish, Scottish, Japanese, and it's nice to see and a different take on things coming out. Uh, for you, what what's I know I know you have to sort of be diplomatic about the thing, but what's your um, favourite expression? What 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 would be your if you had if you had to convince Justin? Bearing in mind that Justin likes his food and his cocktails, if you had to, if you had to convince Justin, this is the something exciting that you could take as an Irish or an English whiskey. What would you offer to him? I mean, obviously, you know, there, there's so much amazing stuff. I've, I've got a, a single cask English whiskey from the English whiskey company from last year's festival, which I'm trying not to finish because it's just so sublime. It's you know, peaty, <laughs> dirty, and rich. Um, I mean, that that Ludlow, the little bottle behind me, that, that's um. That's their cask strength, which actually they're they're not gonna um, they're not gonna sell the cask strength anymore. They're, they're sort of changing their approach. So if you were here tonight, I would give you a, a little uh, sample of that uh, because it's it's so unique and you know it, it literally it's it's run its course. It's not going to exist as a product anymore. So um, and Ludlow are you know really interesting because they are so small and you know it, you get those you know, every batch is slightly different and you know you get that kind of yeah. real real uh, you know from the heart you know into every bottle so um yeah if you were here today i'd start with a little but we'd, we'd work our way through and you try a bit of everything so <laughs> <laughs> loving magic is saying we'll never have the time health and money to try all the whiskey in the world but you can make a good damn attempt can't yeah. you <laughs> yeah and the thing is you sign up for a festival it gives you a chance of small samples reasonably priced so you never you can get you can cover a lot of area with a festival yeah, absolutely. And you know, the festival's a great way to, to enter it. But, you know, what we're trying to do with the membership is, you know, you can't go back 150 years to taste the first new make of a Scotch distillery or some of the bigger Irish distilleries. You can do that today with English whiskey and you can go on a journey with these much smaller craft operators like Brendan Cullen, and really be part of that journey and, and sort of taste every expression and, uh, you know, really become part of their community. And that's so important, I think, for drinkers today is, you know, English whiskey is not making a dent on, uh, you know, the Diageos and the Pernod Ricards and, and the Erdington Boom Santeros. Like those guys, are, you know, they are still going to sell a hell of a lot of whiskey. What we're talking about here is people who are maybe coming into whiskey afresh or coming, you know, from, from other dark spirits who want to try something that they they get to be part of that brand story, you know, in the way some of the rums have really kind of had those strong communities around music or culture. And I think yeah. English whiskey and Irish whiskey do that where, you know, these, these young emerging distilleries give you a chance to really be part of their story. And that's really magical. And and that's, that's the difference between whiskey and every other spirit, possibly rum, possibly, but it's the difference between whiskey and everything else you can buy into Cologne, you can buy anti Bimber or Ludlow or any of those distilleries, possibly have some tenuous connection to it. And, and you know, oh, my grandfather was from East London or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. But you can buy into it. And because of the, the nature of whiskey and the aging and the, that process, it gives you, it gives you a, a totally different outlook. And you buy anti people, and the people in whiskey is just, are just fabulous. Uh, you, you talk about how. You, the, the whiskey industry is really a nice industry to be in. Um, English whiskey is going to be exactly the same. Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, for people that want to have that real proximity to the distilleries and, and really go on that journey, um, I have to call out a website called Still in Cask. Um, I'll, I'll drop the link into the chat um, in mm -hmm. a minute. But um, 
we're working with them, um, but we're waiting for some regulatory stuff in the background. But basically, you can buy a share in a cask from direct from a distillery, and they've got some amazing casks already on there. It's a new platform, but it's gonna it's gonna absolutely sing, uh, absolutely fly. It's um it's based on the blockchain, which for anyone who like me didn't really understand what that was. Essentially, it's it's a ledger where for every purchase, there's a unique code that you know no one can duplicate or copy or, or you know do anything with. Um, so when you own that share in the cask that. that links to a bottle uh, in the future when it's matured uh, that's yours and yours alone so it's a great system it's really simple to use but it means you get to own a you know a bottle or you know 10 bottles in a cask that you'll get to you know have those bottles in five ten years time and they'll you know that you'll be able to go on that journey that a lot of people would love to go on but can't afford a whole cask so does that yeah. make it does that explain cryptocurrency and whiskey to you marty does it <laughs> no no, no I you, Justin, it just doesn't explain. I, I have no clue. You tried to explain Bitcoin to me. I haven't a baldy what you're talking about. That's the truth. If I can't drink it, I'm not sure of what it means. Uh-huh. Steve, Steve Laidlaw is one of our members. Hi, Steve. Um, good to see you tonight. And yeah, uh, Stillingcast is great and our, our members are using it already. But, um, you know, I think the great thing is that you can just have a little a little bit of ownership of, of things across multiple distilleries and just go on those different journeys. So. And that, and the thing about it is there are now more and more avenues opening up for people to get. We did the story at the start about the guy uh, 30 years ago buying a cask of Macallan, and it's worth a quarter of a million oh, pounds. Lucky bugger. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought too. Fair Richard. enough. But the, but the thing is, he, he took a chance, and obviously that style of things probably dying away a bit. You know, he'd need to be very lucky to do that now looking forward. But to buy into a distillery, to buy into that bottling, to buy into that history at the start, is something unique that's not you can't really put a price on because it's you're buying into a story that, that's coming up, you know. Now Belfast Whiskey Week have done a, a view only option on their system. I think it's six pound or something, it's just a view. Uh John Dunn has asked, uh, where is your festival tasting shown? YouTube, Facebook, or is it a special hop in thing or something? No, no, it, it will be. Uh, it will be on YouTube, um, possibly also Facebook. Um, but yeah, we, we were on YouTube last year, and it was a, a private code. Uh, we'll do the same again this year. So yes, we will be making tickets available just for access, uh, but they'll be available a little bit close to the time. Um, we've obviously got a lot of logistics around tasting packs and packing and shipping. Although I must mention that our um, bottling this year is being done by the amazing team at ignition brewery um so they're very close to my heart and close to my home which helps um but they're not they're not for profit social enterprise here in south london um and they employ people with learning disabilities on the the living wage so their normal job is to brew and bottle and sell beer uh but they're helping us out by doing the bottling uh and labeling and packaging uh, of all the tasting packs so um you're supporting a, a great business and a great social enterprise with every pack purchase so an extra bonus no, congratulations on that because it's nice, nice to see people doing things on, on, that's practical for uh, people who are slightly disadvantaged. Now, going forward, English whiskey, you're, you're telling me that there's more and more distilleries coming on board, okay? When, when are we going to see English whiskey starting to overtake? Irish whiskey, or you know, do we need to go the Cheltenham route again? Is that before? I do like the idea of having a head to head, but look, I mean, I don't know if you're aware of when you mentioned the Chase earlier, I thought you were talking about Chase Distillery because, of course, Chase have whiskey, they've had it, you know, I think they've got sort of nine years worth of stock, but um, they've just been bought up by Diageo, so it'll be interesting to see 
what Diageo do with that because, you know, they very much bought a white spirits brand that just happens to have uh, a fair few casks knocking around of whiskey. So, yeah, yeah. Keep, an eye, keep an eye on that one. But, yeah, look, I think there are some big plans for a couple of the distilleries um, on the horizon. I think we're going to start to see bigger production volumes in England, not, not to Scotch levels, um, but still it's going to be interesting when we have, you know, producers that are, you know, edging into the millions rather than the thousands. So, um, yeah, yeah it, it'll be an interesting time. Well, Paul, I guess once the likes of the Azules get on board, uh, at the flick of a switch, things can just escalate, you know. And, and having a, a British Isles brand, if you like, where you can go to, you can fly into Heathrow, go and do a couple of whiskey distilleries there, head up to the Midlands, go and do a couple there, maybe head over to Wales, do Pindaren and, and a few there, head up Scotland and then come over to Ireland and all the way through. I mean, it's what, what's not the like? You've all these modern day offered Bernard's heading round. <laughs> the, the amount of whiskey trail books that's going to come out in the next file are going to be just unbelievable. Well, look, we've got um, we've got plans for next year to do a physical festival. You know, we'd love to to do it in real life and and, and you know see people and bring the distilleries together because obviously there's been very little opportunity for them to do that as well. Um, I feel for our, our our fellow kin in Wales and, and you know, to some extent, you guys are over in Northern Ireland. So we've offered the Welsh broom cupboard. I'm happy to put a shed outside for the Irish to uh, to come, <laughs> come and be part of the English Whiskey Festival next year. I don't, I don't think that's going to cause any issues at all. <laughs> well, but like, if, you, if, if you ever see Brendan at Cologne's Smokehouse, any space at all, Brendan's happy. But... <laughs> I know, you could literally just fit, fit him in a portal and he'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Listen, uh, Rob, it's been Richard. Sorry, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you as always. Uh, all the best with the festival. Thank I you. hope it goes well. And if you do sort out the shipping to other places, I know you you said you're going to. But if you uh, can sort out that, let us know, and we'll happily post it up. And uh, all the best. Thank you very much. Thanks for having guys. And we've got one great question. I can't let you go without asking this because Murray knows all about this. September the 7th, 2005. Better date to remember, Marty. Northern Ireland beating England at Windsor. Uh, uh, tell him about the cup, Marty. No, there's a couple of things about that date because I was sitting playing poker at the time. And uh, honestly, this is exactly what happened. We're sitting playing poker. And all you hear was this sort of rumbling as David Healy had picked up the ball. And everybody just turned around us. And we watched this day when he scored a goal. Everybody jumped up, the chips and all went flying. And I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know where we were. But uh, my uncle, Noel, tells a fabulous story of this. The Internations Cup, you know, when they used to play uh, Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales and England used to play. The last winners of that were Northern Ireland. But the English AFA had paid for the trophy. So about three years, <laughs> three years after Northern Ireland won it, they'd stopped playing the, the tournament. And the English AFA had phoned up the Irish FA and said, can we get the trophy back? <laughs> and I said, that's not how it works. <laughs> you have to actually win it <laughs> before we give it back to you. So we still have it. So if you want to play a couple of, we'll stir up the International Cup and we'll get it back again. I love, the ir- I love the irony that we we won't give the Greeks their marbles back, but we want that cup. <laughs> <laughs> give us uh, the cup! <laughs> Uh, we want the we want the cut back. No, that's that's not how it works. Well, as you know, as you know, because of tomorrow night, we don't have much in the trophy cabinet, so I can understand why. 
No, I put it like this. I, I, I'd really, I'd really love to see England win it tomorrow night. If anything, just to change the date from <laughs> 60, 60, 20. Stop, stop hearing three lions. <laughs> yeah, three, it's come home. Shut up. Shut yeah. up. And stop, stop paying them guys. Stop paying the Dean and Skinner. Uh, Justin's just brought up a picture of Brendan's smokehouse. This, seriously, this, this is it. Um, what is it? It's about two by two shed, something like that. I don't know what it is. Can you see it there, Richard? Can yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Can, can now. It is. It, it's. It looks like a toilet. It looks like the dummy, <laughs> but it's not. It's, it's not. A, it's a. It's a. <laughs> but he put like this. If he produces stuff like this, uh, I bought this. It's a little. It's a great idea on his part. The 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 the, the pudding came out, sold out immediately. And then what he did was he brought out little miniatures. Um, so you get two sets of miniatures. These ones you can open, and these ones you can keep. Mm. If you want to open them up later on, or if you want to keep them as a collectible and talk them to your Steve. Uh, but that's that's the type, sort of thing that he does. Richard, thank you very much. We'll catch up with you again sometime soon. Thanks, and uh, all the best, mate. Take care. Cheers. Take it easy, everybody. Remember to comment, like, and share, and subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already done so. Watch the show live on Facebook Saturdays, 10 p.m., and also repeat on Instagram and LinkedIn as well. Uh, good luck to England tomorrow night. I'm going around the neighbours for a big shindig in his uh, bar. So good evening and good luck, England. It's coming home.